Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z Murray. What up, y'all? This is Keisha. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This is your boy, DJ Paul KOL for 36 Young Dizzy Bone. Vice World. This is your man, Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Pickett. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I imagine that influenced you early on, or helped influence you. Yeah, with my father being the ring leader of them all as an inspiration to me, him being a musician from the same era, running with some of those same people, uh, running some of those same circuits, and just uh, having him as a leader in life, period, and uh, him being a, a musician and a writer and an entertainer. Uh, that was the ultimate motivation, inspiration. It was the ultimate guiding light. Who, who was your father again? Uh, my father's name was Bill Chill. At least that's what we called him. He sang with a group called the Ovations. Uh, they ran around the Stax era, around the Gold Wax era, and uh, he's actually featured on uh, featured on the records that I have the most notoriety for. Records like Nobody Needs Nobody Crowning Me, Getting It On. Oh, the classics, man! Did he do anything with uh, Gangster Pat's dad at Stax Records? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know Pat's dad personally or know his name, but I'm quite sure they probably knew each other uh, from that era. So, uh, you know, but I've never talked to Pat about that or did any extensive research on that. Yeah, yeah. His dad uh, did stuff with, like, the Blues Brothers, you know what I'm saying? I think he was in the Blues Brothers movie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, man, that's, that's legendary to be able to grow up with that type of uh, – Influence, you know, your dad. Did you uh, go on the road with him at all, or do any touring with him? Uh, no. By the time I came along, uh, my dad was uh, doing a little bit uh, different type of hustling. By then, he still had his uh, musical aspirations, but yet, and still, uh, real life had started kicking in, and responsibilities had started kicking in. So, he had to put his nose to the grindstone. Uh, I can um, vividly remember him going on tour uh, in Japan back in the early 80s uh, where they was putting some type of a soul revival tour together in Tokyo and um, uh, some type, some type of Stax reunion or Gold Wax retreat or something like that where he went to uh, Tokyo for a couple of weeks and uh, they did some touring over there. But um, that's the closest memory I have to him being on the road or me being near it. Man, that's amazing. That's, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, musical history. Well, that's like uh, Cocaine and uh, Big Hutch. You know, um, their uh, fathers both were uh, uh, real big in the funk era. You know, um, and really that, that whole era played a huge um, role in, in the development of hip-hop, too. Look at all the samples over the years, you know. From some of those you know, guys. Well, music is a, a 360-degree energy, so it circulates, it revolves, it comes back around. So, you know, all music is inspired in some way or another uh, by another musical piece. Absolutely. Universal language is what it is, man. It's uh, it's the one thing I think that can really effectively bring people together, and it has over the years. Um, you though, um, Fly, you uh, you developed uh, very early on the early Memphis scene. Uh, when did you get your start? Like ninety two, ninety three? Uh, I like to say ninety three, ninety four, around that time. Um, that's when uh, 
I actually started coming into contact with recording studios and artists and uh, city and just trying to develop or having a knowledge or passion or even a concern or interest in, you know, how the fundamentals of recording and music distribution work. So, yeah, that was probably around 93, 94. A lot of people... um... You know what I'm saying? Early on, around that time, you know, they was um, over there uh, seeing what OTS was doing. You know, A-Paul, MJG and stuff. I remember Paul and Jay were there when they were young. Uh, Did you go over and and check them out at all? Um, You know what I'm saying? With early Gangster Pat days? Oh, uh, no, none whatsoever. I was a little bit younger than some of those guys that you mentioned. And uh, I was listening to the Legion of Doom. I was listening to Gangster Pat. I was listening to Al Capone, uh, Lyrical Drive-By and stuff like that. But yeah. by the time I came up and uh, first started recording music, it was more so an uh, in-house thing. Once I brought the music home to my father and expressed to him, you know, my interest in it and my passions for it, uh, he immediately, you know, just kept it tight-knit, close to the chest, so we didn't have to go search around and go uh, mingle uh, with different entities. It was more so um, in-house, one-stop shop. You know what I'm saying? It was more so about the business, more so than anything, uh, uh, just trying to learn how to copyright and publish music at that point. So it wasn't no need of me going out, venturing or mingling or meeting any of these people. And I played it like that pretty much my whole career you know, basically just playing my cards close to my chest. And, you know, the little few times I have ventured off and worked with other people, it always, you know, ended up me being just like I am right now by myself, one deep, one-man gang, one-man band, one-man show. And I'm thankful for that, you know, and uh, that's really where I want to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, uh, same thing with myself. Anytime um you know, I try to network with any other podcast or show. It always turns out to to where it's you know me cutting ties with them for some reason or another. You know, because uh, a lot of fuck shit going on in the game. That's for sure. Um, now you, so, you know, were a little fly before playing. All right? eleven of us I'm will sorry, march down the field. I said all eleven of us will march down the field, but we get into the end zone. Then once somebody want to stand over there by themselves, like it's their touchdown by themselves. They've forgotten about all the stand, all the fans in the stands, all the coaches on the bench, all the bench riders, all the fans at home watching TV with the jerseys on. It's like the touchdown is just their own. So, you know, with that being said, I just reserve the right to make sure I'm running with the right jersey on and surrounded by the right people who got the right jersey on. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense, man, to, uh, you know what I'm saying, want to uh, do the solo thing and, and – uh, you know, uh, that way you have creative control of everything. You do what you want to do, you know. Um, and that's pretty much been you from the jump. You've been underground, and, and you've been true to your roots from day one. What was the first thing you put out? Was it the little fly tape before you were player fly? Or did you have something before that? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I believe that was I believe that's probably one of the first projects. Well. That's something right there. It's probably worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever think that, looking back at, at, at your music, that they would be collector's items years later? 
Uh, as time progressed, I learned that they would be. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I learned. I began to understand what it meant to the music industry, what it meant to Memphis music, what it meant to my fan base and to my family. And uh, so as time progressed, I I, I realized that uh, we truly were in possession of something special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, like, like I said at the beginning, you guys were all creating a style that, that would influence so many, you know what I'm saying, around the globe. Um, do you get a lot of guys from different areas that, that want to do tracks with you and uh, collaborate? Say that again, I'm sorry. Do you get a lot of people from uh, around the world that grew up off your music that want to collaborate with you now? Yeah, uh, people reach out to me from all different places for all different reasons. But at the end of the day, if it's not about business, then I just reserve the right to, you know, keep my music and my thoughts to myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when someone reaches out to you, they should know that, hey, this is a person with history. You know, uh, I need to come correct before I even um, put anything out there. You know, um, I guess a lot of people feel entitled and they didn't put in the work that you did. You know what I mean? Cats like yourself put in that work for years. Um, looking back at your career, you know what I'm saying, what, what would you say is some of your favorite moments? Uh, just making music with my father. That probably be the most favorite moment, just making music with my father. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and you started, um, you know what I'm saying, early on, you started doing stuff with 3-6, and then you uh, you uh, started doing your own stuff. How long were you uh, making music with them before you uh, broke away? It was just a very short period, and it wasn't, I was, it wasn't nothing to break away from. We were just all just entrepreneurs and musicians and, uh, from the same city, and a lot of us used to, you know, work together, but I never was a member of that group or part of an organization. They were just people that I worked with coming up. Just spit verses here and there, you know. Yeah, they were just for a very short period of time. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, but you, you haven't really uh, done anything with them since. No, I'm just focused on doing my own work. Uh, just don't be solo artist that I can be. Yeah, yeah. Fly shit was a you know that was my introduction to you. Uh, that was a classic album, Super Sick Records, uh, back in the day, man. Um, that thing was really moving. Uh, what was it like to see that take off? Oh man, it was a big transition. It was like you know your freshman year, so um, it yeah. was just a lot of energy, a lot of vibrations, a lot of support from the streets and from the fans, from my family, from my neighborhood, and uh, it was just a big old wave of momentum moving in the right direction. So um, it was um, some very powerful energy. Like I said, we were just beginning to realize the power that we were harnessing. So it's a very great business, you know, it's like, you know, getting your driver's license or, you know what I'm saying, being a superhero, discovering your superpower and just 
learning how to actually use it, you know, kind of play with it and be kind of careless with it, but at the same time, you know, discovering uh, your abilities and capabilities and the limitless boundaries. When you do um, when you do shows, you know these days, what um, what are some of the most requested songs that you get? Uh, well, you know, I usually just perform whatever I desire to perform. But you know, you have old faithfuls like nobody needs nobody, fucking buck crowding me. Uh, situation is critical. The list goes on and on. Start running. People ask for their favorite songs because, like. I uh, read something that Kobe said, you know, people wait their whole life to see you just one time, you know what I'm saying? And they have their own favorite songs. So I didn't hear, you know, pretty much every song in my catalog yelled at me or screamed out at a time or another. People want to hear, you know, people want to hear the weird, the weirdest songs, the rarest songs, because they're part of Fly Nation. And being a part of Fly Nation, you know, you have, you know, your connection with Fly, and uh, that's what they want to hear. But, uh, you know, you have the top-tier songs where everybody requests, you know, what everybody like to hear, the fast based songs or the ones with my father singing on it. But at the end of the day, it's just the Fly catalog, it's just Fly Nation, and uh, I'm just thankful for the blessing. Well, why don't we give them one of these tracks you sent me? Um, I'll let you pick the one you want uh don't know me, man, or uh, uh, met a girl. Which one you want to go with first? Uh, either or. It's your pick, man. It's your show. I'm just glad to be on it. I'm thankful for the support. So uh, here we go. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's go. Uh, don't know me, man. Right here, play it fly. Don't go nowhere. Be right back.
back Murder Match Music Show Episode 811 With Player Fly You know what I'm saying You don't know me man What, what What's that off of uh, Fly? Uh Actually a single I released it But um From an upcoming project Um Working on with Zaytober And uh this, So this single uh, Is available right now then Um all streaming yeah, platforms. Yeah, it's available on platforms. streaming platforms. It's up on all streaming platforms. Available now. Don't know me by Play or Fly. Available on all streaming platforms. Yes, sir. Man, those listening, you got to support that. Um, now, you said you got a future uh, project coming. Is it an album, an EP? Or? Man, to be honest with you, I don't even know the difference between all this stuff and the most. You know what I'm saying? Huh. And then it's just about getting up on these streaming platforms and getting on these uh, playlists and just getting in rotation some kind of way. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a collection of songs all produced by Zaytoven, all performed by me, Play or Fly. That's dope. That's dope. When did you uh, start working with Beethoven? I started working with Zay about 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, a little over 10 years ago. Uh, we met down uh, in Atlanta on the east side, and uh, we formed a brotherhood, and we've been working together ever since. So, shouts out to Zay Tozen, the producer, man. He's based out of uh, San Francisco, but uh, he's posted up in the ATL, and we're glad to have him as a down south producer. That's my brother, uh, Zay Tozen Beats. So, shouts out to Zay Tozen, Zay Tozen Beats. Oh, yeah, very, very talented. You know, um, now that all this COVID stuff is, is starting to wind down a little bit, um, are you got any plans to start doing any shows, or have you been doing any? Yeah, I've been doing a few, and uh, I plan on performing anywhere they pay me. <laughs> so oh. if they want me to perform, they can hit me up, they can book me, uh, and I'll come and turn the house out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I got plans on working as long as they got plans on paying me. Yeah, absolutely. People love you overseas too. That's uh, uh, that's for sure. You you've been overseas in a minute. Or? Um, I haven't been to Germany. That's where I need to get to. I have a big fan base over there in Germany, but no, I haven't yeah. had the luxury of getting over there. Um, I tell you what, we got uh, one more song before we get out of here. Then I want to give you the floor. But before I do that, I'm gonna bring on the homie Sim from France. I know he's got a couple questions for you, real quick. Send you there, brother. Yes, yes. Uh, hi, Scott. Hi, uh, legendary player, Flat. It's an honor to have you on the show. Um, <clears throat> yeah. tell, tell us about the, the processes of creation uh, of uh, Nobody Needs Nobody with your father, the late singer Bill Young. And uh, this track is so deep. Can you tell us about, uh, about this process of creation by the day? this time? Uh, you just pick a good track, you write some good lyrics, and you rehearse it, you rehearse it over and over again, you make sure it means something to you, and you go to the studio and you give it your all. Yeah. It was a dope song, yeah. Um, <clears throat> on the song, uh, Slanging Rocks, you did back in the day, it was perfect, with, uh, it's a perfect bit with your floor rise, uh, how it was to to do that song and uh, this process is too. 
Um, it's the same formula. Like I said, you pick a track and you write, find your subject that you're passionate about, and you write and you rehearse it, and then you take it to the studio and you cook it up. Yes. You have a, a unique way of rapping, as a lot of members uh, had at home. Way, uh, you did it your own way. Um, whose was your inspiration for your rapping? Uh, just my father, mostly. Yeah, just my father more than anything because I never developed a style of rap behind anybody, but it was also always just trying to make great music. So uh, if I would, if I had to name anybody as my inspiration, it would be my father. Yeah. yeah. You, you collaborate with, uh, with Tommy Wright uh, on deep songs. It was royalty, angry songs, solo songs on, on the run. Uh, they were very smart, very dope. Can you tell us about these these ones? No, you know that that time was just very blurry to me. Like I said, I was just young and working with a lot of different artists uh, from the city, yeah. just trying to find my just different back then. Okay, right. Um, yep. Did you did you choose uh, by the day in the Club Expo, Club No Name? Uh, Studio G, Chris Palace, uh, at this time, era when, when the club exists in Memphis, it was legendary clubs, perform. Yeah, 380 Bill. That was Studio G, 380 Bill. That was one of the first places I ever performed in Memphis. Okay, right. Let's yes, That's dope, man. Um, appreciate you calling in, Sin. Um, yeah, Fly, I appreciate you taking the time out to chop it up with us, man. I want to, uh, before we get out of here and go to this uh, last song, I want to give you the floor, man. Um, any, anything you want to say, it's all yours. Uh, I just want to thank, thank God, first and foremost, for bringing us together. Uh, thank you guys for having me on the show. Uh, thank the PR agency, Starlight. Thank my promo team, YME Promo, uh, Minime Mafia, Minime Music, my artist, No Soda, and uh, just all my fans around the world. I appreciate y'all, Fly Nation. Uh, you can find me on IG every day on Instagram, PlayerFlyM3. That's P-L-A-Y-A-F-L-Y-M-3. Uh, I got official merch online. You can go to my store, Shop with Fly, S-H-O-P-W-I-T-F-L-Y dot com. Uh, man, y'all holler at me. Be sure to check out my videos on YouTube and on my Vivo channel, Play Fly official channel, Play Fly Vivo, and uh, hit me up sometime. I'm ready for whatever, 678-824-4FLY. That's what's up. Uh, this song is uh, Meta Girl, man. If you can, uh, kind of uh, intro this song as we outro. <laughs> okay. Well, man, thank y'all again for having me on the show. And this song here is entitled I Met a Girl. It's produced by Drama Boy, another Memphis native, another Memphis legend, another Memphis icon. So, yeah, this is I Met a Girl by Play or Fly. Yes, sir. Listen to this track, bitch. I met a girl, got up on my birthday, fell in love the first
birthday. Grandma was a birthplace. Lana was the first place. Well, I laid eyes on a blue mind. Mind, homie, made of my own land. I'ma be a Tony. She my Elvira. Oh, how I need her. Life like a dream. Someone stick me with a needle. Dream of a lifetime. Scream for your life now. Fly, love you long time. Baby, be my lifeline. Get by the love bud. Ass wide as Texas. Always lady like. Ever keep it gangsta. Man, she my best friend. Closer than my kin. Mrs. I be in sex on the beach in Miami. May we go